It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, and one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. Yeah, today, we're going to tackle a subject not a, people, not a lot of people like to talk about, but I don't know, like, like Karen's... Love to talk about, right? They get angry. The yeah. Karens and Chads of the world. Oh, gosh, and you hear about them everywhere, and you're being videotaped. Don't you know they're taping you? But the wrath of Karen. Oh, but we're going to, yeah, a level up, right? Not anger, not annoyance, but wrath. So, like, Karen has explained what's wrong with the restaurant or how the system works and how to redo it. And now she but starts you, flipping over tables. And you haven't responded. Yeah, almost like she's getting ready to go Hulk smash. Yeah, Hulk smash. So I think one of the ways that we can approach this subject is to say, you know, uh, what does a uh, Miriam Webster say about wrath? Miriam Webster says it's a stronger, vengeful anger. Also, could be defined as an intense emotional state induced by displeasure. Intense emotional state. Induced. Induced by, by displeasure. displeasure. I'll never forget the first time that my wife was induced. <laughs> I'm serious, right? She was induced. Was she also angry? Well, listen, she's been induced with, with displeasure with me many times. But the first time she was induced, I will never forget. Uh, they use this thing called a Foley ball, right? And, and they put Pitocin in the ball and... As the cervix dilates, it's supposed to dilate to a certain amount, and then all of a sudden the ball will release, and you know, hey, you're ready to have a baby. Like, holla, let's go, right? However, uh, they did not put the Foley ball in the, in the right spot, so we went all they night. They put it in a rectum? Uh, no. They, they, they... <laughs> <laughs> killed him. Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. <laughs> no, but they did not put it in the right spot. Can we say vagina? I think they inserted it vaginally. Yes, we can say yeah. vagina. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't in the right spot. And I remember the whole night, she's squeezing my arm. She's like, I am in labor. This is not, this is painful. This is not working. And I'll never get around 6.15, another nurse came in and said, oh, you're ready to go. They, they checked it and said, isn't the Foley ball supposed to tell you that? And then apparently it did not work. She almost missed her window to get... Um, you an know, epidural. An epidural, right? But they were able to get that in. Ooh, was she angry? She was full of wrath. Was this induced by <laughs> displeasure? It was induced by Pitocin. Yeah, induced yeah. by Pitocin. <laughs> no, it's easy to, to let anger take hold of us. We've been breaking down these seven deadly sins yeah. in different ways. Right. Even though they're not really in the Bible. Yeah. Is wrath really in the Bible? Well, there's a lot in the Bible about wrath. In fact, 
One of the things that the Bible makes a clear distinction on is anger versus wrath. So as humans, we are born into sin, right? We're born in this place where we have these things about us, you know, anger, deceit, um, uh, you know, sloth, gluttony, all those things that we've talked about are, are, are part of our, they're in the fabric of Not the of drum our, family. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're somewhere in the fabric of our being waiting to be awoken, right? And the Bible says God cannot live with anger. In fact, if there was no sin, God would live in a place without anger because he lives in love. However, God's anger, his wrath, is not one um, that's part of him. It's provoked, right? So you've been provoked before, right? Induced. Yeah. Can, I mean, you know, we, we know what that's like to want a situation. And most of the time it comes from, from what? From disappointment, wanting a situation to go one way. I heard a line saying, the wrath of God is a precise and controlled response to the belittling of his holiness. How about that? Precise and control, right? We think of wrath as what? Uncontrolled. Unhinged. Unhinged. Great. Yes. Up. When Paul's talking to the Romans in the first chapter, he talks and he says, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. You know what that sounds like? What? Something Samuel L. Jackson would have said in Pulp Fiction. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I think God's voice should be Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> well, it's oftentimes referred to as that, yeah. right? Or James yeah, Earl yeah. Jones. Um, but, but, you know, God's wrath. I mean, there's a, we've talked about the stories of... Uh, Where does this rank in your seven deadly sins? On your level of ones that affect you the most. Yeah, probably it's up there for me, right? Because really? I can, I don't get... I've never seen you angry. I am, I'm, uh, okay, I got to put this the right way. So it is said in the Bible that God is slow to anger, right? Mm-hmm. And in that way, I think I'm also slow to anger. Um, I think I'm very measured most of the time in my responses and I'm in control. Uh, however, once I do get angry, it's really hard for me to go back. Yeah. I don't know that I'm that slow to anger, but I'm a pretty good actor. Oh, uh, I am. I mean, I played, <laughs> listen, I just want to say, I played somebody on TV with diabetes. I do not have diabetes. So, <laughs> you also, I'm just sad. You also played someone on TV with erectile dysfunction. That's right. <laughs> Did we really pull on truths and honor things you went through to really connect to that character? I had to, I had to, uh, I had to, to do some research and talk to people who suffered with that before I could actually tap into that. But, you know, I, I feel like I'm slow to anger. I'm very measured in my response. And that's what... Why was God more angry in the Old Testament than the New Testament? Well, in the Old Testament, he spoke to his people many, many times, right? He, he took the Egyptians. He led them out of captivity. And they were like, oh, God, this stinks. We're hungry. And then he, like, gave them manna from the heavens. And they're like, oh, God, this stinks. We're thirsty. And then he, like, flooded them with water. And you're like, oh, God, you know, every... It sounds like the deacon. We'll be recording. He's like, where are the snacks? You want me to drink a Miller Lite? You don't have any microbrews? I mean, what would I do with a Miller Lite? Anyway, I mean, uh, my face is clean. I don't need to wash my hands with it. It's fine. I actually will uh, occasionally drink one on the golf course. Um, but 
Uh, and this, this is not, oh gosh, I should explain. It's not political at all. I just like hops. Um, so, you know, God is more angry in the Old Testament because... Is God more angry at the Old Testament than Kid Rock was at Bud Light recently? <laughs> I don't remember the Old Testament having an AR-15. So, <laughs> But, you know... He had not given us Jesus yet. In fact, oftentimes we sacrifice, uh, you know, people would, would offer sacrifices. And he was very specific. And, you know, like, a, like, a, like an animal with a deformity could be used to sacrifice uh, for uh, specific sins. But for a vow or something that required like maybe one of these uh, more uh, what we call these more uh, moral sins required animals that were blameless that were perfect and flawless whoa 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 so in the bible yeah animals had to be sacrificed that's right but if it was a moral sin it had to be like a kitten or no, a, no, no. Or a but cute it, little it rabbit so, or a jaguar so you got to remember that people would take advantage or um adulterate these processes right so so Chris Trump, you you know, you live uh in this house, you, you have a sin that you've committed, and you've got these goats. Well, you got three goats that don't produce milk, and one of them's got a broken leg. And so you take that as an opportunity. You say, Here, God, have this goat, we weren't gonna eat it anyway. Ooh, but I had them eat all the garbage, and so I'm wasting less and I'm helping uh, with climate change. And what God says is, I don't mind you sacrificing a goat, but give me the goat that was giving you milk. Because it's a sacrifice. Give me the goat that was that was going to cost you the most so that you are aligned with the sin, right? So that you know, oh, wow, this really cost me something. I can't just give him this goat that didn't produce or didn't do anything. I'm going to give him my best goat. Or if you only had wheat, I'm going to give him my best wheat that I could have sold. I can't sneak him the cat with the bunion. That's right. <laughs> you guys can listen to the bunion episode as well. Um, but, you know, God's wrath is measured and controlled. And, you know, there's a couple of times, you know, when he, he will did, rain down upon thee with great vengeance. Did God say that? I think that was Samuel. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when he had the instance with Noah and had Noah create the ark and he flooded uh, the world and had Noah put those two animals on and his family, and, you know, he saved that one small segment of people and then he said, and then he gave us the rainbow to remind us. The hurricane in New Orleans. Which one was that? Or the flood there. What was that called? Uh, hold on. Because uh, we have Sandy. Katrina. Destroyed, and we have Katrina. Katrina. What was the one that led to Noah and the Ark? <laughs> I don't think it was named. <laughs> They didn't name that one. That one didn't have a name? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to learn from these religious people. Yeah. Uh, hey, when they had to get the ark, it was Hurricane Peter. Not a name stone, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, he gave us the rainbows to remind us that my wrath won't fall on you the same way. And then we go through, and we, in Revelations, you can read stories about his wrath and what the end times are going to look like and things like that. But God's wrath is provoked. It's different than our anger that's just waiting to be awoken. God's anger is one that's provoked and in response to our actions. Hmm. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, in medicine, yeah. anger often comes 
if you have some medical conditions, sometimes if you're suffering with depression, oppositional defiant disorder, ODD. some patients with bipolar disorder. Are you down with ODD? Oftentimes substance abuse, sometimes borderline personality disorder, or anger can just happen if you don't have a medical condition. It often is been thought that it happens in people that have had chaotic, disruptive families, difficult childhood, but anyone can suffer from anger. And anger releases catecholamines, it increases your cortisol, it can increase your blood pressure, it can increase your heart rate. It is not good for us health-wise, right? We know that anger is not a good thing. Is there a good versus a bad type of anger? Is there a Christian anger? Well, and that's, I think, one of the things that we talk about is that righteous, right, a provoked anger versus um, anger for anger's sake. Hmm. Now, have you ever been angry at the church? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I struggle sometimes with, uh, you know, because there's so many people in the church and the church is people, right? God's version in the Bible and, and everything I read in the Bible and how I interpret that and digest that is all for me and, and influences my faith and my belief and what I want to see in God's church. But, you know, when people are marginalized by the same place that's supposed to pro- provide them safety and haven, that's when I get angry. I love the church drama. I love when I hear <laughs> this person wants more. If somebody steals my parking place on Sunday, if oh, you're sitting in my pew, listen, if you come here one time a year for Easter and you're sitting in my seat. Wow. No, but that's, it's really easy to get wrapped up in that and make those things important. Yeah. Right? When you're driving, I mean, listen, I have been on the way to church had somebody cut me off or, you know, worse than that, cut somebody else off and then followed them into the parking lot and be like, oh no, that was just going to be, right? Because you're like, wow. right? Like, get out of my way. I got to get to church and praise Jesus. It's weird. Those things don't bother me. Yeah. But there are things that bother me. There are things as a physician that really bother me and sometimes make me angry. Oh, let's talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think... Going back to when I've been most angry with the patient, I had a young person who wanted opiates from me yeah. and stole a wheelchair. I told him he couldn't take our wheelchair. And he stole the wheelchair and just rode off down the street in the wheelchair because I wouldn't give him Percocet. That you would need for another patient. And I went out to the front as he's wheeling down the street, as his father gets in the car to drive off. And I said, you'll never be seen here again. And he... Riding in his wheelchair up to Cal turns and flips me the bird. <laughs> that's the Philly. That's oh, a Philly I came wave. downstairs and I was like, "This guy's giving me the bird because I wouldn't give him Percocet, and he stole my wheelchair." And I want to point out he was twenty-two years old. That's the Norristown wave. Yeah, it was the Norristown wave, and I was like, and I actually then did fill out the paperwork and had him discharged from my practice. Holla. Yeah, I also. So that's a, that's a get pretty, very angry, but that's a righteous anger drum. Maybe, maybe. I get very angry at the electronic health records. All of a sudden, things start spinning. I'm already behind. Yeah. Someone walks in with a list of like nine issues. People love the Did phrase. Did you say a lisp? A list. Oh, a list. A list. People come in and go, I haven't been here in two years. I want to get my money's worth. And I want to go, well, I'm salary. You're just making things more complicated. And if you think you have 10 issues, 
in, in whatever time, because I don't look at a clock, you yeah. know, like, we have 18 minutes. I'm going to get every second of it. And I'm just like, well, of course you are. I mean, I'm here to, to serve, to be your physician. But when you take advantage of me, and then all of a sudden the computer doesn't work. So I did, when we switched to the EMR, I threw a mouse once. How big? Like a field mouse? No, the mouse uh, to my computer. Oh. I didn't like run outside and find a mouse. I didn't know if there was but, a mouse already oh, no, in there no, running no. around. I, I threw a Did mouse. the mouse come in with a complaint? Mm. What was the mouse? It's like that one time. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode when uh, Elaine copied um, a, a cartoon and sent it into the New Yorker and somebody recognized it as a Ziggy? And then she got uh, busted for copyright, right? And so she was showing her cartoon to the boys and, and it was like a pig going up to the complaint department. And he's saying, I, I want to be taller. And, you know, Kramer laughed and said, ha, 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 I'd like to see him rectify that complaint. And then her boss, Jay Peterman, laughed. And then he later recognized it and said, I know that. It's because it's a Ziggy. Some charlatan has tried to rip off Ziggy. And I think Ziggy's been in a lot of trouble lately, and a lot of people got angry with him. Wow, the wrath of Ziggy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't thrown a mouse in a long time, and the computer's been working a little bit better. But we continue to get more things that they want you to document in a note. Oh, yeah. And there are just more medical things. There are more diagnoses. There are more vaccines. There are more blood tests. And each visit just takes a little bit longer than it used to. And I don't mind. But... It just, they keep adding things on that are really uh, sometimes making me angry. And it's a buildup. You get behind, they're adding new clicks. There's another form. You have a prior authorization. There's a medication someone's using, and then they change it. And these things make me angry. You're, you're not going to like me when I'm angry. Oh, my gosh. Complications. The same thing happens in my job, Chris Trump. And you may not recognize this because my job is so important. I do sales. And if I, I have to document notes and make sure that every visit is documented and the communication and who I talk to and what we talked about and what's going to happen so that they can buy more cars and have their cars financed. And so I know in your world, the things that you're angry about are important. But let me tell you what, I go through the same thing. Yes. And I, you know, I know you like to say, oh, you don't even have a medical degree. I don't, but I can read Google really well. That makes me angry. Just the fact that you think that that's a fair statement to make, that you read Google. I mean, the nerve of some religious people. The <laughs> nerve of some of these nothing to do. Wait, hold on. I think we're, we need to take a deep breath. No, we don't. <sighs> I don't okay. need to take a deep breath. I All will right. fire a mouse at you if you continue to speak this way. <laughs> you know who's angry? Who? Philadelphia sports fans. Uh, always. Why are we so angry? The Phillies right now are not doing well. You know, we had our own... You know who we should get on the show? Mary-Kate Mink. Right? Did you see... Mary-Kate, if you're not listening, we're going to tag you in this episode. But you remember... Mary-Kate, you remember the famous thing that she did at the game? She's a meme. She's standing at the game and she said, that's effing ridiculous, right? She's wearing the in the cold. She's got her coat on. And then the next morning, she was on Sports Talk Radio. She was on ESPN, Sports Center, right? Like, they also brought her to the local bakery, took a picture, and hung her picture up on the wall. No, oh, at the Collegeville. Yeah, where yeah. my picture is also on the wall. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. My picture's not up there. Yet. Not yet. So, Philly sports fans are angry. 
We've thrown snowballs at Santa. Yeah. There was Dollar Dog Day happened recently. But don't talk about it because Philly sports fans get mad when you talk about that. And people threw the dollar dogs at each other. Why? Like, well, the game didn't go so well. And then someone must have got it. Was that this year? That was uh, this week. Oh. And there was a fight of dollar dogs. It's like if you paid $8 for a hot dog, you're not throwing it across the way at someone else. Well, listen. So because – because listen, the the baseball team that wasn't supposed to win at all last year made it to the World Series – uh, the the World Series, yeah. right? And now they're coming back and they're playing like a bunch of bums. And so the team is expecting them to go to the World Series this year. And instead of realizing, you know, last year was a gift. This year, they're like, I don't care. You can take last year's gift and shove it in a sock, mister, because all I want is another World Series visit this year. And you know what? This time you better win. Yeah. Yeah. We are unhappy if we are not winning immediately, fast, if everything isn't going right. And sports I mean, the basketball team, the basketball team has been, uh, you know, the, the process, trust the process. I trust the process. But if they don't win a championship this year, it was all for nothing. Not if we make the finals. If you make the finals and lose, I'm okay with that. But then you'll just be the third Philadelphia, fourth the Union did it. The Eagles did it. The Phillies did it. The Flyers can't even make it to the playoffs. Playoffs? So, speaking of that, there's a lot of anger in sports. And we're going to go through some of the biggest sports anger outbursts ever. Okay. And we're going to go through them one at a time. I want to hear your thoughts. Number one, Dennis Rodman, when he kicked the cameraman. He was changing his hair. He was having weekends in Vegas, partying with Madonna. And he would get angry very quickly. Whenever you kick another person who was not involved in the game. That cameraman felt the wrath of Dennis Rodman. Ooh, the worm. Yeah, the worm. Next. Who else did he marry besides Madonna? Carmen Carmel Electra? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, Mike Tyson may or may not have had some anger issues. May or may not. He did attempt to bite off someone's ear. Yeah. It is hard to fight someone in a boxing match and not be angry. Like, how do you have that balance? I realize boxing is a sport, but it would be hard for anger not to seep into your soul. Like, how are you going to hug each other afterwards? I don't know. I don't know. But it does seem like Rocky Balboa and Drago... Came to have a good uh, relationship in the end. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. But Bobby Knight wasn't even playing. Oh, and he oh, oh, threw oh. a chair. And Bobby Knight is famous for having really coached basketball for lots of men. Had an undefeated season. And when I think of him, yeah. I picture him throwing a chair. Throwing the chair. You can do amazing things. But if you allow wrath to take over your emotions in your body, that may be what you're famous for. Yeah. And it may when be- you think of... Ron Artest, what do you think of? Uh, he changed his name. Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace. Um, didn't he get in that fight? The Malice at, at the, the palace. palace in Detroit. Yeah. Went up in the stands. Steven Jackson. Yep. Jermaine O'Neal. They went into the stands and fought. Fans. Fans. Yes. If I'm a fan, yeah. no matter how many beers I've had, and Ron Artest comes to me, yeah. I am running from the 100 section to the 200 section. No, I could take Ron Artest. I mean. Legit. 
Ron Artest, we'll tag you in this episode. Me and Ron Artest, go the at Deacon it. The Deacon versus we, Ron Artest. Jake Paul, come on. Me and Ron Artest in the ring. Let's go. I'm, you kidding me? Did you see, man? He was just on a show with Mike Singletary, and they had to do this thing where they were running through the wilderness, and Ron Artest tapped out after week one. He doesn't like to do nothing hard. I mean, these are the reasons. Ron Artest is angry. fake hard. This, this type of... Fake hard. Wow. Wow. Just saying. Yeah, Jesus is hearing all these boastful phrasing <laughs> oh, flowing out of your body. That was a really good call out. Yeah. It was a really good call out. Okay, well, I hope that you continue to pray. Okay. But if you say that again, I'm going to have Dennis Rodman kick you right in the balls. Now, Dennis Rodman, like I might it. run from. Oh, you would run from Dennis Rodman? I'm Man. much more scared of Meta World Peace. No, that dude's fake. Wow, Fugazi. wow. Well... I have learned to find the balance to not allow patience to get me angry. It hasn't happened in a long time. There are people where I realize I go in a certain way. I almost get myself in the sense of being happier than normal, getting myself in a positive sense where I frame everything in a positive. And I really try to look at the Mm, positives, especially for the patients that are more difficult. Yeah. I also realize, as my partner used to say, don't step in landmines. So I realized there are certain topics that some of these patients really want to argue over. And I just, I glide past them. Yeah. And I've learned to suppress things that will set off the wrath that does live inside my body. But you know where I really struggle? Where? As a parent. Oh, 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 oh. My kids that, literally no one, know how I to don't get think, me angry. I don't think anyone has set off an anger in me. More than my children or an issue to defend them, right? I've had one issue where something happened to one of my kids and I felt like uh, I went into Papa Bear mode and that anger, that wrath was something you didn't want to be a part of. Yeah. Ron Artest would have been running. Yeah. I mean, Doc and the Deacon go to jail because they jacked up some 16-year-old who said something rude to the Deacon's daughters. <laughs> could you right. imagine? I mean, that could happen. Yeah. Well, I think with our children, but they I try to it. tell myself, and this is something I tell my wife. You know why? They- and she gets annoyed by it, and, she, and I get annoyed by it when I say it. And I was like, they're just a child. They're little kids. And I realize they're little kids. And I say it to myself, and I say it to her. So but in the moment, it's hard to go. They're just little kids because I think they know what they're doing. I'm going to say something scientific and religious at the same time. Okay. You know, God says we are made in his image. Did you know that? The Bible says, and God says we're made in his image. And therefore, just like Jesus who died on the cross as Christians... We so die to ourselves and then are raised to the right hand of the throne just like Jesus Christ. Well, guess whose image my kids are made in? Not only God's image, but... Yours. Yeah, because they got my DNA, my genetics, my wife's genetics. So guess what? When we get mad at our kids... Your wife's bunions. Bunions. And her skin tags. (laughs) She does not have skin tags. But you know what? Most of the times, the things that anger me most from my children, guess who they remind me of? Oh, yourself. My freaking yeah. self. Yeah. When your kids do something yeah. that's off, yeah. I'm only irritated because it reminds me of you. <laughs> so it's time to discuss the things that the deacon does. Oh, that brings you to wrath. Off the wrath. The wrath of the doc? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
that I'm no, going to go through them one at a time. How many do you have? A plethora. A plethora. First, okay. I took notes of the things that the Deacon does that make me angry because I know he didn't take any notes for the episode of things <laughs> I did. <laughs> Number two, this is what the Deacon loves to do during episode. And he also loves to point me out for episode. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Can like you bang on the counter? Stop banging in the counter while we're recording. You know what makes me upset about the doc? You know, I have to drink. I love to drink a good beer. And today we're drinking a local beer from Kanchak and Brew Company, right? Life Coach, the Hazy IPA. Ooh, we also but, had a Wolf Pup Session IPA. But I'm not allowed to put my beer. Listen, I can't put it on the counter. I have to put on a leather coaster and relax it so that it doesn't. You know what else he does? If I give it away from the microphone like this, you can't hear me. He grabs me and drives my face into the microphone so that you can hear me better. Yes. What he doesn't realize and that frustrates me is that a podcast is an audio form of entertainment. <laughs> and sound quality in certain times may be considered something that you should focus on. You know what? At the end of the day, none of these things are really things that deserve my wrath. So, I will say this. I'm angry that he hasn't always seen the movies mm. that pertain to our shows. But I'm angry that he thinks I've seen all the episodes of Seinfeld and I've been trying. Well, I mean, but, I mean, how many people out there have, I mean, have you seen the movie Anger Management? I'm angry that he is such a good cook and when I try to make something... And I go, hey, to my family, how is it? They go, well, it's nothing like the deacon's cooking. Yeah, that's true. It shouldn't angry, though. It should just, it should, it should give you freedom. I'm angry that at times I get portal messages. Where the patients <laughs> ask me to renew four things. But at the end, they go, tell the deacon I said hi. Yo, I'm angry that when I went in. No, I actually, I like that. Never mind. I went in for a colonoscopy and they referred to me as the deacon. I thought that was great. Yes. Yeah. In fact, they, they put notes in my chart as the deacon. They did. Which I think is awesome. Yes. But, you know, I don't think uh, you've ever done much in the 10 plus years of our friendship to really make me angry. And I appreciate that because at the end of the day, um, my family <laughs> uh, angers me enough that it's great to have a place, a safe haven. You know, and that's, that's what we look for, right? Some techniques... You know, we use, in the church, we use prayer. And I don't, meditation's not a bad word, right? To calm yourself, to focus on something other than yourself. I mean, we did an episode Control your breathing. Meditation is definitely not a bad word. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. But anger builds. When you're around angry people, it builds. Oftentimes when you go into a situation and you can tell someone else is agitated, it builds. And one of the things that I love about the deacon is he's not an angry guy. And we sit together and we chat about our lives and sometimes there's things that annoy us, but you can tell sometimes it's a gentle venting about life. Yeah. But there isn't that true anger inside. And so it you have the ability to talk about things in a way that is light, that can be funny. And if you're not angry with each other, that's a good thing. But as you've seen, if you're around somebody who's angry, and I've hung out with somebody who's angry and they have a few beers, and that that builds. Oh. And I think that that never built the way it did when people were hungry and they were thirsty and it was hot at Woodstock. Oh, my god! And if you have not seen 
the Netflix special. You should check it out. Woodstock 99. Woodstock 99. What you could sense is the anger building. So I want you to get rid of the angry people. And, but the anger of Woodstock kind of built and got crazy. Oh, man. Especially Kid Rock came out. He goes, Kid Rock, call me a cowboy, baby. And then Limbisk was like, this is one of those days when you don't want to wake up. And then Bush came out, right? Bush? Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe in. Got a machine head, bat on the rest. And then Rage Against the Machine came out and they were like, oh, some of those that run forces are the same that burn crosses. Uh, uh, now you do what they told you. Uh, uh, now you do what they told you. And people went nuts. Oh my gosh, I'm angry with you because I thought you would have gone to Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette? You ought to know. One of the most best angry songs to listen to ever. What? You ought to know? I don't even know if I know the lyrics to you. Oh, you know. know. You ought to know. That was the song she wrote to Dave Coulier who had stolen her virginity. Oh, like, and I'm here to remind you Oh, the mess you left when you went away is not fair to deny me of the cross I bear that you gave to me. You, yeah, 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 no. Two things you can count on. The doc is in. And the deacon is not angry. He's just speaking. (laughs) I love it. Thanks to our wives, who have been in great moves recently. Yes. I love them. Yeah. And it's much, uh, probably because we have done the right things and put them in good moods. <laughs> Thanks to our producer, Tucker Butler. You can see us on TikTok. Brianne has put out some awesome stuff on our TikTok page. Um, our rapper franchise. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff going We're on. We're on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on a lot of things. Yeah. Check us out. Yeah, Dr. Deacon. The Deacon. Yep. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman